This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Imagine we had a group of 10 people in a circle, and each of us was going to write down what we think is the most challenging issue in our lives. In other words, we were going to talk about our inner fears, our inner pain. Each of us would have a different story to tell. But though there may be 10 different stories in our circle, At the core, each story is really about one central issue going on inside of us, inner negativity. Stress, anxiety, worry, lack of self-esteem, all of these are caused by things happening in each of our different life situations. And unfortunately, what too many of us fail to realize is that we ourselves are creating this inner negativity. It's not our individual circumstances or stories, but how we react to them in our unconscious mind that creates pain. The practice of presence allows us to see clearly what the real problem is. It is personal and it is simple to do because the power of the practice of presence isn't what we do, but what is being done to us when we stop the inner negative dialogue and experience our vibrant inner life, which is accessible to each of us always. That is God's promise to each of us. Be still and know that I am God. Valeria Tellez interviews Jim Haney, the author of Choosing Presence, how to access God's peace and release fear, anxiety, and stress. Jim Haney has been teaching the practice of presence from a Christian perspective for over 20 years, encouraging people of all ages to incorporate the practice into all areas of their lives, professional, relationships, sports, arts, health, and more, for greater spiritual and physical well-being. He is the founder of Electronic Waveform Labs, manufacturer of the H-Wave device, the premier modality in the drug-free treatment of chronic pain. Jim lives with his wife, Patricia, in Huntington Beach, California. Meet Jim on Facebook at Jim Heaney Choosing Presence. Here is the interview with Jim Heaney. In your own words, who is Jim Henney? Hmm. 
he's a father, a husband, a businessman, and someone who's been on a spiritual journey for about 40 years. That is um, a very interesting statement that I hear often, spiritual journey. So I guess my question to you is, what is to be spiritual? To be spiritual is to, in my experience, is to surrender to the peace and power of the present moment, which is God's spiritual energy flowing through us. What, where, and who is God to you? The simple answer, obviously, is God is everything. But unfortunately, we are never the, as a person, the average person is not going to believe that God is everything, that God is all present without having a relationship with stillness. The main question of your book and your work, presence, it's a very powerful word, even the way it resonates. So what is to be present? What does it feel like? God tells us in uh, Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. And to be present, which, by the way, everyone has equal access to the present moment is to stop all the inner dialogue. And instead of thinking, we increase our awareness. And the awareness leads us to, as God, as Jesus told us, I leave you peace, my peace I give you. It's a peace that you cannot find in this world. And the only way we're going to experience it and believe in it is through bringing in stillness. But one thing that we have to remember, our mind cannot understand what is beyond our mind. And God's spirit is beyond our mind. It has to be experienced in stillness to really connect with our being. And I wonder if the word you use, you choose to use, awareness, is connected to intuition. Mm, I, I, yes, you could say that, because intuition prompts us, okay? And all of us, there's an innate longing for a power beyond us to work through us. And that is God's spiritual energy. So is it possible, Jim, to be aware and present at all times? It's not a permanent state. And the reason it's not a permanent state is because in our daily lives, we have many distractions. But it's a state we can come back to over and over again throughout the day to refresh ourselves, to renew ourselves. And once, but the other thing is, you will not, or anyone, will not have confidence in the power and peace of the present moment unless it's done consistently. If we do it intermittently, our negative ego will always try and take us out of the present moment. Because in the present moment, it cannot 
control us. It cannot lead us. And our negative ego is insecure and fear-filled. But at the same time, our ego cannot withstand our presence, only our absence. So awareness is not, or this connection with the spirit, as you speak of, it's not a destination. It's a constant return to. It's right. A constant return to being. Yeah. Mm. By the way, which is not difficult, but there's something in the book which we call inner conditioning. And as you know, in the book, it also comes with a free app, Practicing Presence. If we actually use the app, follow the simple practices, which anyone can do, which is not by any means time consuming, what happens to us is that we start to realize as we become more aware of what we really are experiencing inside, as we become more aware of what we are experiencing inside, when negativity starts to arise, we know we have a choice. And that choice is to come back to the reality of the present moment. You actually said negative ego, which is I never heard it that way. So is there such a thing as a positive ego? Oh, absolutely. The definitely positive ego. Well, a positive ego is when we our actions are for all our brothers and sisters. Our actions isn't self-centered. It's for all of us. And that's, as Jesus said, the only way to be free is to love your brothers and your sisters and forgive everyone. What do you feel or what do you think is the purpose of the human experience? The purpose of the union, yeah, human experience. Well, you have to go back to the, the, you know, what I basically said earlier. Human beings were created in God's image, with God's spirit within each of us. So there was always a longing to reconnect with that power. But unfortunately, especially in our society today, we've stopped teaching that. Okay, we've stopped. If you read the the Gospels and after Pentecost and you read the Acts of the Apostles and you read the epistles and you read the letters, It's almost every paragraph. They talk about the power of God's spirit, how it saved them from their fears and their anxieties, how it motivated them to do what they wanted to do for their fellow brothers and sisters, and how it changed their entire outlook on life. But somehow we seem to have lost that power. We do not, we talk about spirit, or we even talk about presence, but unfortunately, we talk very little about how do you access God's spirit? And he told us, be still and know that I am God. If you just took that one sentence in Psalm 4610, and we just did that, the entire world would change, because we would know that we are connected to that power, again, that is beyond us, but also working through us. And I'm wondering why we have lost the way. Why did this happen, this connection with the truth, from my understanding? Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) for too long, 
all religions have basically sought God in their head. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. worship God in their head. And God is spirit. In order to connect with God, we have to connect with spirit. We can only connect with spirit through stillness. And without that connection, we're never truly going to be or experience what Jesus said, the peace that is beyond the mind. In your book, you speak of, interesting, I mean, caught my attention, the idea of stillness not necessarily being quiet in one place and let's say meditating or praying. So you speak of stillness and finding stillness in everything, in activities even. Talk to me for a moment about that. How is it possible? Well, to find stillness in our daily activities, we have to at the same time be bringing in stillness through spirit. But spirit, breath is spirit. So we have to make that, as we say in the, uh, in the Practice of Presence app, is what we have to do is take at least three conscious breaths every hour to ground ourselves in the reality of the present moment. But at the same time, what we're doing, was we're also refreshing ourselves, renewing ourselves. It keeps us close to the present moment. If we spend our day, let's say we do a practice of presence in the morning, and then we spend our day with all these distractions and with our mind running and running and we're creating anxiety and stress and worry, unfortunately, to get back to the present moment becomes difficult for most of us. But if we're doing it on a regular basis throughout the day, uh, taking that hourly reminder and just literally takes 30 or 40 seconds and just taking three conscious breaths, what we do is we feel ourselves being Oh, okay. I know exactly how I should feel. I know exactly what I'm looking for. But without refreshing ourselves throughout the day, it's going to be difficult. And our ego is always going to tell us, this doesn't work. I can't do it. I don't have time, which is all completely false. And in your book, you speak of resistance, right? So that resistance is coming from the ego and fear, basically, right, Jim? Yes. Right. Survival uh, mechanism being activated because that has to do with action, always doing something because we're afraid that if we don't do, then we won't survive. Fear, fear is always in the future. It has no foundation because it's created in our head. Anytime we have any sense of fear, if we come into the present moment, guess what? There is no more fear all of a sudden. Because it has no power over us in the reality of the present moment. What has power over us in that present moment is that sense of calm or peace or calm that evolves into peace as we bring in stillness. As we bring in stillness, we have confidence in that power that's in the present moment always. Do you connect those two words, being calm and being peaceful? Are they the same to you? They're not the same, but it's as we stop the inner dialogue, of which 80% 
is negative. If we stop that inner dialogue, we certainly are going to feel calm at some level. But as we go deeper into stillness, we also start experiencing a sense of peace and connectedness. And there's many, many different uh, levels of presence, but every single one of them is far beyond our unconscious mind when we're creating anxiety and stress and worry. This year, with so many challenges that we are going through still, do you have a vision for a new reality? The, the vision for the new reality is what Jesus told us from the beginning 2,000 years ago. I'll give an example. Jesus tells us, he's asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, you love the Lord, Lord, you love the Lord thy God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind, with your whole strength. And he says the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But what seems to be missed a lot of times when they say that, and if we hear a minister or a priest, is they miss the next sentence. And the next sentence is, all the laws and the prophets are contained in these two commandments. So he's basically saying this, stop confusing yourself when you read scripture. Stop interpreting it in so many different ways. The core of it is love God, love each other. Then you find the peace that is always present and you have access to through stillness. I'm wondering if loving yourself is also part of that purpose. Nothing works unless it starts with loving yourself. Mm -hmm. Thomas Burton said this, when you experience that you are supported by God's love, immediately you feel worthy of love. That's very powerful and very true. But we're not going to believe it unless we experience it. And we're not going to experience it unless we actually bring in stillness. See, what happens to most people when they think about, we're going to bring in stillness. We're going to do a morning practice. We're going to take three conscious breaths. The thing they think about is, wow, this is like, this is like a lot of work. I can't do this. It's absolutely not a lot of work. (laughs) To take three conscious breaths every hour throughout the day or more, depending on how you, you're, what you're experiencing inside, is effortless after you do it, after you intercondition yourselves over a period of time. But it may take you three to six months to intercondition yourselves over a, period, over a period of time. But the very first day you actually practice presence correctly, you're going to say, this was a better day than yesterday. And if we stay true to reality of the peace and power of the present moment, all it does is increase and expand. Like you said in the beginning about the return to uh, being. Yes. And what's so powerful about it, though, is that we absolutely recognize through our own experience that this is a power that we do not have access to when we're living through memory or anticipation, which most of us live through 95% of our day. When we realize it truly is a power, and it's not so much what we're doing, 
It's what's being done to us when we bring in stillness. What about imagination? Is that somehow separate, a different domain of the mind, or somehow the same? We all, we all have imaginations, but imagination does not take the place of the reality yeah. and the freedom that's always in the present moment. Yeah, it feels lighter uh, imagining. It's lighter than thinking, per se, when it has to do with the past or the future. It really feels more like a vision, trying to visualize something that has not happened yet or, or come to this reality. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. If we asked ourselves, anytime we have anxiety or stress or worry or lack of self-esteem, if we said to ourselves, am I present now? A hundred percent of the time, the answer would be no. On the other hand, if we asked ourselves when we felt calm, peace, connectedness, or we experienced unconscious love because we gave it to another person or we received it from another person, and we asked ourselves, am I present now? A hundred percent of the time, the answer would be yes. Now, when we realize that, it obviously sounds very good and it sounds very easy and it actually is very easy, but the resistance we put into change, even though we know a life is going to be better, that's all. That's what we have to overcome. I mean, you can only overcome that through the actual experience of practicing presence. You have those three powerful questions. Am I present now? How do I feel inside? Do I have a sense of peace within at some level? So I guess my question is, who is asking? It seems like there are so many ideas of who we are that one asks the question and then there, it seems like there's someone else answering and someone else is experiencing the reality. Um, well, that's my impression. Does it make sense to you? Well, I mean, the best way I can answer it is no, we are, as Jesus was, we are human and spirit. So, again, our human side has an innate longing to connect with God's spiritual energy. Our problem is we're not doing what he told us in order to actually connect with God's spiritual energy, and that is to be still. How did you become a presence teacher? Well, through I started practicing presence over 20 years ago, and uh, I started teaching it approximately, maybe a year or two later, maybe around 20 years ago. But I, I've also, you know, I've been working in uh, jail ministry for uh, over 20 years. And I started teaching it there. I have home classes, started giving talks on presence through practicing presence, obviously. Right. When was that time that you felt the need to become still and practice? When did you feel that need? Well, initially, when I started practicing presence, that's why I practiced it. I felt the need to bring in stillness. Obviously, it wasn't very obvious to me initially, but uh, once you start practicing it, it let's put it this way. 
a person practicing presence today, say using reading the book, choosing presence, using the app, it's far, far easier to do that today than for me 22 years ago or so. For the simple reason is that I didn't have those tools. What does it take us to to practice or even become interested in practicing presence? Would you say suffering, pain? Well, I'll give you an example. The average person thinks approximately 20 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Now, the problem, that's bad enough. The problem with that is 80% of those thoughts are negative. And 95% of those thoughts are thoughts we had the day before. Mm -hmm. right. so and you put that in, that's a big obstacle to overcome. Another worry, 85% of all the worries we have never happen. 85%. Yet, they cause almost all of our anxieties, our stress, our worry, our lack of self-esteem, our inner fears. So when you realize we're suffering for 100% of our worries, yet only 85% happen. And of the 85% that does happen, the participants in the study, this was done in, on, in uh, Cornell University, fit, of the 15% that actually do happen, the participants said the problems were easier to face than they thought or it was a lesson that they needed to learn. So think about all the unnecessary suffering we are bringing into our life. So when you ask, what does it take to want to practice presence, who would want to have 60,000 thoughts mm -hmm. a day right. and 80% be negative and have 100% of worries and only 85% and 85% of them doesn't even happen. But more than that, the only happiness is good, but it's shallow compared to peace because happiness comes and goes. Peace is eternal. And each of us has access to peace. I'm going to give you a definition of spirit. The force within a person that is believed to give the body life, energy, and power. Now, I didn't get that from scripture. I got it from a dictionary. Everyone knows spirit is real. Scientists know spirit is real. They just dispute where it comes from. But once we actually do what the gospels say, what Jesus said, what God told us to do, be still and know that I am God, I am God we experience exactly what Jesus said. I leave you peace, my peace I give you. It's a peace you cannot find in this world. And that explains it all, but it's not, it's not see, presence isn't, about knowledge. Presence is about doing. It's not about an answer. It's about an action. It's the actual action of practicing presence that changes us from the inside through what we experience when we bring in stillness and we connect with God's spiritual energy. How did you become a writer, Jim? Mm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself good writer. I have an excellent editor. <laughs> right. her, her name is uh, 
Emily Witchland and we go over the manuscript and what I tell her she does for me is make whatever I say even better. <laughs> right. <laughs> but That's at the cute. same time, she makes me accountable for every single thing I write about. <laughs> Before you talk to me about the app and how it works, it's called the Companion app. Also, talk to me about the electronic waveform labs that you have. Well, that's uh, our company. Right. I started the company about 40 years ago, and we do chronic pain patients we treat with a modality called H-Wave, uh, as well as rehabilitation. But we're very uh, well-known in the professional sports industry. We have over 100 professional sports teams that use our equipment on their players. We go back all the way to that use our equipment to Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Joe Montana up into uh, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal up into now, whether it's the Yankees or uh, the other professionals, uh, baseball teams and basketball teams, LeBron, LeBron James and the Lakers. Lakers have been using it for a long time and many other sports teams. It's a very effective unit for chronic pain and rehabilitation. What would you say about athletes and the way they treat the body? Mm. Well, Is that a different uh, way of loving themselves? <laughs> no, well, well they, they, they have to treat their body in order to perform. Uh, in, in our case, we offer this modality called H-Wave. It's an electronic device, and it's extremely effective. And we're, we're pretty well known as the most effective modality in sports medicine in our field. And with players, I mean, obviously their careers depend on being healthy, but with ourselves individually, even though we, we have all, all this exposure to professional sports teams, our main patients are patients who are injured, who are workers who are injured, who are uh, executives who are injured, who have different type of injuries. And pain well, pain does two things. Pain makes us realize how vulnerable we are. And uh, the other thing it does, it can also sort of stop us in our tracks and make us realize and humble us, actually, and make us realize we need something more than just our, let's say, needs, okay? whether they be financial or whether they be activities we do. And eventually, I feel that people wake up to the fact that they want to connect with this power that truly is beyond them. And they want, they want that power to work through them. But they don't actually know how to access that power. And that's really the core of why... I wrote the book because, quite frankly, when I started 22 years ago, I had no idea of the power and peace of the present moment because I hadn't really experienced it at a sustained level. But once you experience it on a sustained level, you know there's nothing more true than the power of God's spirit. Would you say that meditation is another way of learning to be present? And, and certainly, meditate, uh, 
practice of presence is a form of meditation, but the difference is the practice of presence has one intention mm, only. Right. And that intention is to connect with God's spiritual energy. If we ask the number of people, you know, tell me who meditate, and you said, well, tell me why you meditate, and you ask 10 people, you'd probably get 10 different answers, which, by the way, meditation is good. I'm not saying it isn't. But if you focus first on your one-on-one personal relationship with God, that changes everything else. It doesn't really matter what you do because the outcome doesn't matter because you've connected with the power that is beyond our minds. Talk to me a bit more about the app. How does it work? Well, the app we made, and by the way, it's free. You can download it on your uh, iPhone or Android phone, whatever smartphone you have. And it has a morning practice, which goes 10 minutes. You can time it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or 20 minutes. And obviously, we... We want everyone to get to at least 20 minutes. But the thing is that the app makes the practice of presence so easy to do, walks us through it, and it has tells us exactly what the foundation of it is, why we're doing it. And what's very important, it explains to us that we have to know what we're looking for when we, let's say, start our day with the practice of presence. What am I looking for? And that's what the practice of presence does for us. As it changes us slowly from the inside, we know and we do the hourly intention, the three breaths, and we get a reminder for that. We know that when we do that, our life is better by far. And it comes from the power and peace of the present moment. And it also asks us, uh, gives us, three questions to ask ourselves every day. And when we ask ourselves those three questions, it sort of brings us inside and we have to answer them honestly. And once we answer those three questions, it sort of helps us to gauge our spiritual progress. And the questions are simple. The first question is, as we take a a conscious breath in, am I present now? as you let the breath out, and next in-breath is, do, am I present now? How do I feel inside at this moment? That is the second question, and we out-breath. And the third question is, first again, am I present now? How do I feel inside? And the third question is, do I have a sense of peace at some level? And when we ask those questions, and we take conscious breaths at the same time, we now are focused inside of how we truly feel. And what what happens as we do it every day, it's very rarely that we get to that third question and the answer is always yes, almost. And if it isn't, we just continue to take those conscious breaths. See, what happens to us some so too often we try and think our way into presence. Okay, let, let's, you know, let's say we're going to have happy thoughts. Okay, but that doesn't last because it really isn't. It, it, it simply doesn't last. But we can't think our way into presence, but we can and do think our way 
into inner negativity and anxiety and worry, which all diminish our self-esteem. And once we realize that we have a choice, when we actually do practice presence, it makes a huge difference in our inner well-being. So we are almost at the end. I have a few more questions for you. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Uh, I could read a passage if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Something in the book I, I think is, is meaningful to all of us. And this is, this is from the book, obviously. All we have to do is recognize God as being intimately present within us. Brother Lawrence's 17th century spiritual classic, The Practice of the Presence of God, showed how cultivating presence can be the salve to stress, anxiety, worry, and fear, all of which continue to plague us today. Now, in this contemporary compliment to Brother Lawrence's work, author Jim Heaney explains in clear, accessible language why presence is essential to connecting to and sustaining a vibrant inner life. And I think that pretty much explains the book. Like you said earlier, you said many times, it's a kind of peace that we cannot find out there. I'll give you an example. Let's say later on today or tomorrow, and when you greet someone, normally you'll greet someone and say, hello, Mary, how are you doing? Hello, John, how are you doing? And do that. And then ask the person this year, how do you feel inside? Watch, watch their reaction. And when you say that to them, I guarantee you, they won't give the normal reaction. Oh, I feel fine. I feel good. Everything's going okay. When you ask someone, how do you feel inside? Guess what? The concentration goes in. That's why we ask those three questions. And there's, there's other questions we also ask in the book. And the... One, I think the most important thing that can happen to each of us is this. If we ask ourselves this year, am, if I am present now, do I know why? And we take a, a conscious breath as we're asking that. Second question is, if I am not at peace, do I know why? And the third question, if I am not at peace, do I know how to come back to peace? If we can answer any person who could answer those three questions through their own experience has allowed God to change them from the inside through his spiritual energy. Because we're free. If we can answer those three questions, what in this world could have, what in this world could control us? or bring fear or anxiety into our life if we know how to come back to God's peace. But you have to ask someone tomorrow or today. Yeah, I will. <laughs> how do you feel inside? Just watch the reaction. Yeah, I will. Definitely will. My husband's the first one. <laughs> yes. yes. I definitely will ask that way. A lot of times I use feel, but I think your question is more direct. Yeah, it's a lot more direct. Well, I'll tell you a story about the app. I, you know, naturally, the reason I made the app was I wanted to make the practice of presence easier for someone to do. Because most people resist doing a practice, period, no matter what it is. 
So what I did was my wife, who's been intermittently practicing presence with me for, again, 20 years, I asked her to use the app with me and practice in the morning. And normally over these 20 years, she'd do it for a week and then stop for a few days or do it for two weeks, stop for three weeks. When we first started using the app, I guess around approximately a year ago, she has not missed the practice of presence one day. Every day, every day when I practice presence, she has not missed a day. <laughs> so when that happened, I knew it definitely benefited people who had resistance to practicing presence. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Actually, I can't think of anything I would do different. Look, I'll give you an example. Me and my wife do a lot of traveling because I'm semi-retired, okay? And we were, this year, supposed to be on at least four trips, right? two to Europe, uh, two to New York, uh, different trips. And we didn't miss anything by being, uh, let's say, isolated to some degree. And the reason is because, see, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you're present, nothing, nothing can replace the reality of the peace and power of the present moment. So it's not where you are. It's what your inner well-being is. Are you experiencing what God told us we were going to experience? His peace his presence, and his end, that intimate relationship with him. My last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of now? Number one, life is hard. Number two, we cannot change ourselves without experiencing that power that is beyond us and working through us. It doesn't work. And I guess the third is you have to accept everything because what we do not accept has power over us. And what we do accept in non-resistance no longer has power over us. Thank you so much for your loving wisdom. I have to say again, I love your openness. I love the way you're trying to make this reality a better one because your heart is open. I love your mission, your message, everything. <laughs> thank you so much again, Jim. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. I have one more question for you, a technical one. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, apps, services, and future projects? Okay. Well, one, I have a, a Facebook page. Uh, it's called Jim Heaney, Choosing Presence. And I have talks I've given on there as well as interviews, written interviews. And uh, the app, you can, uh, and by the way, the book you can get on Amazon. And the app, again, at the App Store. And uh, I'm also coming up with a study guide for groups that want to actually practice presence. And the study guide walks you through it. So it makes it a, a very... Uh, let's say a user-friendly guide to practicing presence if you 
And all you have to do is follow follow the uh, the information that we give you. Thank you so much again, Jim, and we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you again. I appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jim Heaney and his work, please visit Facebook at Jim Heaney Choosing Presence. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.